0: What's up, Middle Georgia Dog Pound, and welcome to another edition of the Middle Georgia Dog Pound Live. I'm your host, Brian. This is my buddy, Matt. What's up, buddy? How we doing? How you... Doing good, man. Doing good. So, uh, great show for you this night tonight. Uh, we're going to re- recap the G-Day uh, spring game against the Red and Black. Uh, had a uh, wonderful time with Mr. Matt and uh kevin and everybody out at the tailgate and uh, glad that you guys showed up and showed out and uh mr Matt cooked some great food and uh had some great time visiting with everyone that stopped by so i'd really appreciate it um let's see here there we go now we got a little photo i was gonna throw out our photo from the uh the tailgate there i just it does not have everybody that was uh, that stopped by, but uh, did want to make sure that I threw that up and appreciate everybody that came by and hung out with us. Um, so, uh, gonna get into uh, our G Day uh, recap. But, Matt, you got any uh, any initial thoughts on the game? So, we're gonna go ahead and tell everybody, uh,
1: yeah everybody had a good Easter, a um, good celebration there with their friends and family. We got to go and, and worship that day, so I hope everybody had a good Easter. So once again, good to see everybody out there at, um, at a G-Day. It was um, good weather. the weather held on for pretty well, so that's a good thing. Uh, we were from, uh, coming down all the rain, and all of a sudden, again, the atmosphere just cleared up, so the Lord's question so with that kind of atmosphere was great. The um, initial thing was I was kind of corny, like that in some of the, in the attendance that was there, but at the same time, I get the weather unpredictable. We sure what we we're not sure
0: Hate to cut you off there, man, but I cannot understand a word you're saying. So get you to disconnect your headphones and, and see if that fixes your audio situation there. Let's see. How about now? Yep, I can hear you bet. I can hear you a lot. My better bad. So do you all
2: like talking and no one heard anything I said?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, somebody just posted it's hard to hear you, Matt. So I'm not sure who who put that up. My bad. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, and recap.
2: I'm so sorry. So I was just saying um, it was good. Uh, it was it was a good day to get out there. Once again, I want to tell everybody, um, hope everybody had a good Easter. hope everybody got a chance to spend time with their family and their friends and got found find a place to worship and, and enjoy that day um, and celebrate for what it was. But, yeah, G-Day was great. Uh, not only us getting to be able to hang out and meet some of the some of the, the Mill George Doll Pound members and seeing them and getting to meet them face-to-face was a good thing. Uh, I think the weather did have a, an impact on the actual – um, uh, spectator um, attendance there. I think we, you know, I think initially we were probably going to do pretty well, maybe at least get about, you know, 80% full. And I think the weather not not being for sure where it was going to be raining or not um, kind of affected some of the attendance. But, you know, as we were driving there, you know, from, from Macon up uh, to Athens, as soon as we got into Athens, the rain just stopped. So God really wanted us to have a game that evening, that afternoon. So I was looking forward to it uh ultimately my first re- response would be uh, i think we saw a lot of good pairings um in this game and we'll get a little bit more to that as we get started we talk about some of the, the different players and stuff but i think we had some good groupings that were together that really worked really well and some who did not so i mean not to, to jump the gun on that but i think that's some of the things that was encouraging seeing some players who had question question marks on came out and really impressed and of course we're always going to jump out and say oh the the, the 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 person of the get of the day was was gilbert but i'm gonna hold off on that and i'm not, that's not my ultimate uh, surprise i'm i am glad he showed up and played well and made some incredible catches and really uh made a statement for himself but um i'm not gonna hold the brakes that he's gonna be a, a world beater just yet
0: gotcha gotcha well just to uh little housekeeping tidbits that i always forget to do make sure that if you are this is your first time with us go to streamyard.com forward slash facebook give the permission to show your comments on the screen we definitely want to hear from you so uh definitely go on and do that and um uh, and that way we can see your comments and be able to uh throw those up on the screen just like mr mr giggs here sergeant giggs What's up boys it's good to see you there matt so uh hey let's do this man true dog pound style let's throw up that beautiful
3: g-day highlight footage
0: Yeah, great, great game. Uh, enjoyed being back in Sanford Stadium. The uh, atmosphere was amazing. Uh, Blooper was there, running around, uh, acting crazy like he always does. And uh, uh, even though the weather was not as we hoped it would be um, prior to the game, um, I still think like the atmosphere was everything that uh, that we all love for it to be when we we're between the hedges on a Saturday. But. Uh, Let's get in it, man. What what uh what did you walk away from as far as your feelings on, on who the starting quarterback was is gonna be for that Oregon game?
2: I mean the starting quarterback by no means is, is going to be Stetson Bennett. That's not that shouldn't even be a question for anybody else that it's gonna be it's gonna be Stetson Bennett. Um, the question is gonna be who's the who's the second who's the second um the second quarterback? Yeah that's you gonna go. be the question. That's I know a lot of folks are gonna say, Oh my gosh, you no know, Beck was Beck it was so impressive and Beck did such a great great uh had a great showing. Um if you really look at that it's almost like if you look at the first half and that you take away that deep ball, take away another really good uh a few good great catches from receivers, um he had a very average day. Um that sounds bad. People were like, "Oh my gosh, how dare you say that?" Look look at his numbers and all this stuff. But, I mean, that really that that deep bomb was beautiful. Don't get me wrong; I'm not, not disputing that at all. But if we look at second half, when it's that when we're playing that last five minutes in the fourth quarter, he does he, he gets lucky and once again almost throws a pick six. He he looking that screen pass, reads down the, the the running back and throws it right into that group of linebackers. And if we're playing first teamers, that's probably a pick six. Same thing he did. You know, um, earlier in uh, this year, so just hold, pump the brakes there for for um, on on Beck because I mean, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I think he's going to compete. I I like Beck a lot. Uh, I hope he doesn't, hope he doesn't leave. Um, But Vandergriff, you know, watching him as well had had a had a rough go of it at some source. But if you watch a lot of that, a lot of the game, his center was terrible. His center was snapping the ball over his head, snapping the ball off the right, off to the left, and so he was having to collect that ball and then get back on on center to see you know where he was going. So we always know that they always had that clock in their head. They want to get rid of the ball, you know, pretty quickly. If he's having to take a whole second and a half to go just get a ball, you know. That's he's already get, he's already behind all his reads and stuff. So uh, if you watch that, you know, you see his run, his ability to run the ball. Um, they're not showing everything they're going to use him for. So I'm not saying he's the he's my he's my favorite, but I think he's got more potential in, in that aspect. So it's gonna be fun to see what they do in the summertime, uh, for sure. When it comes to the quarterback situation, and oh my gosh! And for Kirby, I mean, what a great opportunity to see your quarterbacks and have them go down the field these these two minute drills, a one minute drill, two minute drills. I mean, in game time scenario, I mean that's pretty cool. You don't you can't you couldn't write that script any better than if you if you wanted to. That's pretty that's pretty a good opportunity for him to see his quarterbacks with you know, a little bit of time and see what they can do with with their offenses.
0: Well, I pulled out the passing stats just for everybody to take a look at get an idea of kind of where everybody's standing. I mean, as you can tell, nobody stood out. Um, Yeah, Stetson had three three, uh, three TDs, but uh, he also had two interceptions. Uh, One of those interceptions I really don't – one of them was a tip ball, and I think the other one was uh, he was just trying to force it there, and that's not really a game time situation I and mean, if we're if we're fourth down and inches we're gonna kick a field goal we're not gonna yeah. but
2: yeah go back and watch that play he snaps that ball his offensive line does not move yeah it's almost yeah. like they were like they, they thought it was a fault like it was a, all sides they all stood there and yeah those defensive linemen just came barreling through, through. he mm-hmm. just he just threw it up to our our middle georgia native there in Villard, guy for he's you know guy out of millageville um And so that's – I don't count that as against him. The other one, you said tip ball, came off the guy's helmet. I mean, Mm -hmm. how crazy is that? And so, I mean, yes, he has some – you know, he's Stetson Bennett. He's going to have those, like, what are you doing thoughts? He's going to have that – can you believe he just threw that in on that area? It's just insane. Like, he's the kind of guy who will who will completely miss the side of a barn or put a ball within a quarter of Mm – you know, a quarter size of where it's supposed to be. Like, that guy, he just – that's just how he is. That's who he's always going to be. Yeah. Um, so just people didn't accept it. He's our, short, our starting quarterback. He's our leader.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. Uh John Morgan says, I like Vandergriff, Yeah, and I like Van De Griff as well. Uh vandergriff is still a boy in a man's body. I'm just gonna tell you. Uh, that is a grown man's body, and he is not he's just not quite there yet. Misses some reads, uh, didn't get, get his guys uh, lined up just right. I watched Kirby holler at him and say, Hey, you missed, you know, miss lining this guy up and uh and so um, he's got a weird him. delivery.
2: You notice that like his delivery is kind of strange.
0: He does. Um, he does. But, um, he, but I like the other too. thing, the other thing he does well is he runs and yep. we saw We got to see him bust off like a 40 yarder and uh, it just shows you what he, he brings to the table with his legs. So uh, the future's bright. I mean, it is bright. You got to see Gunnar Stockton in there, uh, throw a few passes. He's got a killer arm. He just got to figure everything out. Yeah, Kevin says uh, uh, Vandergriff didn't quite have the control or command of offense that I was expecting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. John Williams says that will come it. with time for sure.
2: Yeah, and overall, a lot of those guys were playing with you know the third and fourth stringers and a mixed bag of group. If we put those, and if we had the same offense, the same ones out there, and you put all three quarterbacks in, that's where you really can tell how good and efficient they really are, um, how, how they're actually you know reading and stuff, and so. So back to my question, I mean, back to my earliest statement was you saw a lot of good pairings. You saw a lot of these quarterbacks who their favorite targets are. I mean, yep. you mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Vandergrift's favorite target is easily Blaylock. He loves yep. Blaylock. I don't know. I mean, this guy coming off his injury and he loved him. He was picking him up, he was picking on him and, and getting the ball to him. Beck loves the, the new tight end, Delt. How do you say his
0: name? Mm-hmm. Yep, Oscar right? Delt. He
2: He loves him. Yeah, he loves him. Those guys got tons of balls from those two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They've already identified who their favorite targets are, just as as, you know, Stetson Bennett loves Bowers and loves uh um, loves AD. They've mm-hmm. already identified who their favorite targets are.
0: Yep, absolutely. Here's a few rushing stats there. Kenny Mcintosh uh ran 6 times for 26 yards. Kendall Milton went 6 uh ran 6 times for 18 yards. And Dejon Edwards of course 8 times for 29 yards. And Brock Vandegrift, he had his three runs uh, that were pretty dang impressive there for for a quarterback that can motor. One thing that I wanted to mention, and I failed to do so, is I don't want everybody to get so hung up on what they saw as far as the passing game and what we ran as as far as offense. We don't drop back and pass. Our offense is a play-action, RPO-style offense, and for us to run five wide, that's not something that we do. We don't just snap the ball, drop back, in a pass. Uh, it's it's going to either be a handoff, or we are going to uh, to dink it out and double in a, a bubble screen. Those types of things, and we didn't do we didn't do any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, so, you know.
2: and that's that's one thing about Venergrift that I like. That gr- he he got he the of Bennett thing that does it really well is he does that play action. He'll he'll do a rollout and he'll make those throws all the time. He doesn't get this, those you know, gets the, those behind the players and stuff. Vanegrift threw a ball on the dime to Blaylock on that goal line. That was a legit big time throw. And that's something I think he's gonna feel more comfortable with is those kind of maneuvers, getting outside the pocket, making those throws on the run, putting those cornerbacks on an island, and seeing what they can do.
0: Well, what three uh what three guys stood out to you on at G Day? What
2: across the board, defense offense? Sure. All right. Um, my like I said, uh Biggest guys that I really enjoyed watching, um, uh, like I said, the, the tight end dealt. Um He, I mean, I think he gets his blocking down. He'll be, he'll be another, another uh, Washington for sure. Um, uh, a, um, I think he'll have that kind of same kind of mindset. I don't think he has the speed as Bowers does, but still has that good strong catching pass ability as Washington does. So he gets his, his passing his, his um his uh um, blocking down. He'll be he'll be awesome, and so. Uh, that, um, it, like I said, it's so easy to to, to call out on on uh, on Gilbert and say Gilbert did you know? And yes, in the in the end zone, the Joker was there. He was he was on point. I mean that 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 catch. I mean, give it to him. Give it a just instead to put the ball where no one was going to get that ball. He did. I and mean, then I think the Kirby said on, on the replay that he thought he's throwing the ball away. He put that ball right down there behind that cornerback, and Gilbert makes that, that amazing catch. So I like to, it's too easy to say Gilbert because he has all the praise. Um, but I really enjoyed uh um uh, Dawkins.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is that right? I really enjoyed his play. His motor, he kept going. Mm-hmm. He 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 tried earning his spot. That's something we don't see a lot from these some of the defensive linemen. So I really love seeing him. I love seeing him get in there and really make some ha- make uh, make some havoc in that um in that offensive line area. Um and I don't know my third one. I mean, there's – I'm trying to pinpoint it down to a third one. Um, I, I mean, it's going to go I'm going out of the window. It's not going to be a, a typical favorite. I'm going to say uh, I really enjoyed watching uh, Nolan Smith out there. Some guy who could easily just kind of loaf loaf himself around. He you knew he spent his years. He knows he's going to be a starter. He's going to be a, one of our best players on defense or an the entire team. A super leader and still out there busting it and motivating guys. That's impressive to me. Um, his character is what's going to really drive, is going to drive these these guys the entire year next year. Him not him not quitting, him not giving up, and him coming back to lead them. That's going to be a big win for us.
0: Yeah, I think for me, uh, Oscar Delp was a huge uh, surprise. I mean, I'd heard all of the all the praise and about how well he was going to be, and honestly, I kind of felt like that. You put the nineteen jersey on him, nobody would have ever known the difference. I mean, you would have thought Brock was out there, but um yeah Oscar Delp, Eric Gilbert uh there he is right there catching that touchdown pass that was uh, just uh he he obviously lived up to the hype and then uh Dejon Edwards on uh uh running back I, I I told you this before we started the show I don't remember him catching a pass at all last year and he was catching passes and I was like he can catch finally he can catch um uh, so Looking forward to seeing what he can do, and uh, if you hear, if you've been listening to any of the press conferences, you will know that people have been singing his praises. So, look for him to be uh, a major contributor in that running back room. He's not going to be your mop up guy. He's he's going to be there to uh, to to lay some wood to some folks. So be ready for him.
2: Well, look, like I said, look at it in the look, look in the red zone. Two, mm-hmm. I mean, two runs in the in the end zone. I mean, because the vision got better. He has more – I think it's like I said, we talked about this last year. I think he's going to be one of those like a holy field kind of guys who took some time to develop, how to learn the game, how to learn – you know, he needs to learn how to block to get in the game. You know, in high school, he, he just handed the ball. They didn't care if he blocked or not. Just run the ball, score touchdowns. In this yep. in this game, you got to learn how to block so that you can get yourself open in the, in the future. And yep. so way he did. And he got there, and you can't arm tackle him. He's not huge. But he showed everybody on, on Saturday that he will not be he will not be arm tackled. You're going to have to put one or two guys on him to get him down to the ground. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's encouraging for sure. I agree with you.
0: What uh, what three players had had some opportunities that you felt like could uh, could improve?
2: So I really this sounds bad, cause I love the guy. I think he has a great heart. Um, but I really was not impressed with Dan Jackson. He seemed. I mean, I know he's wearing a white Jersey. He was like, I know that no contact thing, uh, but still seemed to, and maybe cause that's what it was. Maybe cause he was in the non-contact Jersey. He didn't, he, no, he was not as, he wasn't as active and as aggressive as he would normally be. Um, but yeah, he, he did, he seemed kind of lost at some points. He seemed to kind of lose contain at some aspects as well. Um, him, um, uh, the, the guy, the guy we posted on um, uh, um, yesterday, uh, who's who's the making native, who's who's um, deciding to transfer, he was getting beat up and down that field all along. All those passes and stuff, they were just taking advantage of him. If you watched any of those any of those 20 yard passes, it was he was the one in coverage, and so he was just getting beat. He he couldn't get his head around. He wasn't he wasn't fast enough, and I think that's what accumulated to his transfer um, there as well. And then the in general the linebacker the middle linebacker core. I just was not impressed. I was. It was noticeably. It was noticeable how how much uh, how little speed they had versus our guys who were leaving. Like the speed that that Nakobe Nakobe Dean and Tyndall have um, compared to what we have now, that's just the biggest common denominator. Not that these guys can't tackle. Not that they're in the right position. That they're there. They just don't have the speed like those guys do. So we're gonna have to develop some of that speed on on some of those guys. Um, gotcha. So, but once again, it's still early. It's still spring practice. You got linebackers trying to chase down wide receivers. It's not going to be. They're not always going to be there for that. That's just. That's not their wheelhouse. So yeah. it's hard to it's hard to say. Oh, they're they're complete trash. They're not trash. They're just the spring game doesn't 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 highlight what they're going to be able to do during the during the year.
0: Well, welcome, man, Kevin. Uh, jump in here where you fit in, man. What do you, what did you uh, what did you think? Who did who impressed you, and who who were you thinking, feeling like you had some opportunities?
3: Well, I think uh, Matt's already uh, noted on a few of them. Uh, the three offensive players that I saw were um, one was Eric Gilbert. I was I was glad to see him back. Man, he made some awesome catches in, in the uh, game, and that is a big guy. I did not realize he was that big. He is a stout fella. He is a he's what you call a true um, tight end for sure. Um that and um, Dejon Edwards was our other one. Me and you were discussing that one during the game, and I think I heard you uh, allude to that. He was catching the ball, and uh, he had a good run for a touchdown too. Um, that was pretty awesome uh, run. I, I think he's going to be our uh, little diamond in the rough. He's going to show up later on in the season uh, as he gets more experience in game time. Uh, game time reps. Uh, he's going to show up and show out. See, he's he's a big boy. Um, yep. uh, Karris Jackson. I don't know if anybody has said anything about Karris Jackson, but that joker got a targeting hit, a big one, and that joker held on to the ball, and that was full-on mm-hmm. targeting. He took a horrendous blow. But that's what I wanted to see out of Karris Jackson. He looks like he is going to do what, I expect him to do is take the reins of that receiving core and lead those guys. Um, he's the senior of that group and that's what he needs to do. He needs to take those guys, take them under his wing and uh, be that leader for that group of guys. Yep, totally agree. was uh, one other guy I meant to mention that
0: impressed me it was Jackson Meeks. Never saw the guy on the field last year. Didn't even know who he was and he's out there making some spectacular plays and putting I mean the effort I think as what I uh I really uh took away with him was just the, the amount of effort he put into every play trying to uh to make the catch and and uh I I appreciate the effort. John Morgan says there's the third horseman. I think that's what he's talking about Eric Gilbert is the, the third horseman and I think you're totally right. I mean heck we could go what is it? This 14 There you go. Fourteen personnel isn't that what it is when you put four uh Four uh, tight ends on the field and no wide receivers. Uh, yeah. We could definitely do that um, and oh, and, and just destroy people. So, yeah, expect some of that this so, yeah. season. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, a few more guys like I said a call out. Like I said, you know, had some decent, has some good stats and stuff. But yeah, your boy, um, you know, Aaron Smith. Talk about some heart. That Joker's in a non-contact jersey out there and still making plays, and you can see his passion for want to play. He, he drops a pass, and he sees how he loses his mind. Like, he's upset with himself. Mm-hmm. You know, we too often see these guys who, who mess up, you know, right, and they're on the sidelines joking and playing around. He was seriously upset with himself dropping balls. That's yep. the thing that we talk about, I mean, and you can look at but you can say Randy Griff didn't have a great game, but Randy Griff had like three or four touchdown drops in the red zone and guys just dropped on him. Yeah, one yep. his own, one was his own fault. He threw one short to to Edwards, but other ones hit guys right in the lap, and they just dropped him, which is really was out, out of character. Um, but yeah, his his passion and, and like I said, and Meeks, like you're saying, Meeks played a little bit last year. Um, you know, in these different roles, he was a lot of the guys on those on those uh, pa- on the he was one of those a lot of the passing receiver um uh plays and stuff. So you see a lot of the, when we're doing these um tight end screens or running back screens and stuff, he's the guy out there blocking. So, he's there, and I, I told you, I read, I saw you, I said Meeks has gained some weight. That joker has bulked up.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think he came in at like, a, like like a 180. He's at least 200 pounds. He has superly gotten larger, and you can definitely notice it on screen.
0: Well, Aaron Smith, I mean, you were, we were just talking about him, so I think my question of how good can he be for our offense this year, I mean, we only need – You know, a a explosive play, a game out of him, and he's going to make a be a difference maker for the offense. I mean, and for him to break out and get, I mean, there's nobody that can keep up with him. And he's been he's been one of my team favorites because he runs so blasted fast. He just (laughs) he just got to stay healthy, right? Yeah. Uh, If he stays healthy, he is going to be a huge difference maker because he's lights out. He runs a uh a, a 10 flat 100. i mean it, there's nobody nobody in college football that can keep up with him there's not a corner out there that can do it so
2: He's, he kind of had the, the the jt syndrome he just couldn't stay healthy got all the potential in the world but because they helped
0: so back to my other question here the te- players that you that i was disappointed with and i guess gotta throw it out there i was disappointed in Stetson for throwing interceptions um I, I told you before G day started. I said the one thing he doesn't need to do is go out there and throw an interception and keep the quarterback controversy going. Well, he went out there threw an interception, so that that's aggravating. Um, uh, I think that uh, for me, um, I think I would have liked to seen a little more uh, better offensive line play for and blocking for our running backs when we ran the ball. I just did not feel like that we we are. We are running the ball at an elite level and i know that's not what this what g day is about but i still would have liked to see some elite running runs the only one i saw that i was really impressed with was that day john edwards what 10 or 15 yard run right at the goal line yeah. uh, but i think that's the the other thing that i wish i could have seen more of and then third we talked about this before we started the the show. Is our kicking game is not where we thought it was going to be. That's Thorson Kid was not booming the ball, like we thought he would. And um, I you know I'm I'm happy that he's keeping it between the lines because uh, our previous our previous punter did not do that when he was a freshman. So, um, but yeah, uh, Paul Lesney missed another field goal from the right hash. You talk about it all the time, Matt. Um, and he was with the second team offense. So, Zirkle was kicking with the first team. Is he the starting kicker?
1: I don't
2: know. He hit every um, kick
3: he kicked, I, didn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if they're gonna how they're going to break that up. You know how they always change it up. You know, some guy does a kickoff, some guy does a field goals. You know, how they're going to they're gonna have three kickers. They're going to have a punter, a, a kickoff, and a, and a field goal kicker. I don't know. Um, if they want to develop him as for the NFL, they need to do like like they did for for you know with, with Rodriguez. They need to make them, Hey, you're going to be the throw kicker and the kickoff guy. Um, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. These are two. These are two scholarship guys who, you know. I mean, once again, he's just coming as a freshman, but you're on the 50 60, 20. You're the 40. Others are 40 or 50 yard line. You're punting. That should be your dream as a punter. You got plenty of space. You got room. You can put, put the ball between you, should put the ball, the ball at the 15 inside the 15 yard line, in my opinion. Yeah, if you're a sc- you should be putting the ball inside the 15 yard line. If even if it, it's a fair catch, I don't care. But during the G day game, you should be practicing that. You should go to put the ball on the five yard line. Who cares if it bounces in the end zone? This is what you should be doing that to impress the coaches, impress us. And putting the ball from the 40 yard line and putting it on the 20, that's not impressive. And that's that's something that you, you can't do that in front of a crowd of 45,000. How are you going to do it on? A game really counts when 90, there's 94,000 there.
0: Well, let me ask you one more thing. I saw Stetson Bennett holding for Zirkle. Is that gonna? You think that's going to be the norm now? And does that add another wrinkle to our offense? Very Paul. Then
2: he who who held, who held last year? Uh, our punter. Okay,
0: I don't know. Maybe yeah, so. our punter held for for Podlesny. which yet. Uh,
3: it, it was our punter.
0: So, I mean, I'm wondering: does this add another wrinkle to our offense having having uh, Stetson be the holder? I mean, it gives you an opportunity for trick plays. That's for sure. I agree. Now, that's all the, that's the point. Yeah, all of the uh, all the podcasts and radio shows I listened to this week, nobody talked about that. Nobody picked up on the fact that Stetson Bennett was the holder for our for our field goals. Our Pats and stuff, and I, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe this is a new wrinkle to the offense that we haven't seen in the past. Um, So, should be you do for both of them? Just one of them. Just one of them. He just did it for Zirkle. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I just got to ask you: Is there another team in college football with a better tight end room right now?
3: I mean, I don't know. Go ahead. Heck, heck no.
0: <laughs>
2: Let me think yeah. about it. No. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's that's no. an emphatic no. Yep.
2: No yep. way. If they are, please, I want to hear that argument because I want to see. First, all, I want to check out and see what insane asylum that they're they're they are registered in. The, that's that's a, that's just crazy that anyone would even be touching our our, our tight end room. Yep. All four of our tight ends could could play to start for the best teams in the country.
0: Well, last question I got That's for you guys, and uh, and then we'll we'll move on to a few other things that I had on our agenda because it's eight thirty, and I realize the time is ticking away. What improvements does UGA have to make to their offense and defense to be elite? I mean, I know that we had an elite defense last year, and I told you I thought that we had a good, maybe great offense. What do we need to do to be elite?
2: I'll let Kevin talk. I've been talking a lot. He can catch up.
3: Uh, it's fine with me man you go ahead and take it uh, i don't mind um <laughs> i to be elite you we've got to develop our, our receivers we've got a tight end core there and to what's so odd is that used to be an issue of ours everybody said when are we going to use the tight ends when are we going to use the tight ends well it feels like that that's our main guys that we throw to now that is our uh that's our bread and butter in the passing game um i i see glimpses of them using our wide receivers um with ad and um you know a few others kears jackson you know i think that it's a development of trust between the receivers and quarterback You knowing that those guys are going to get out there and when they throw the ball to them, they're going to get out there and get it. And they're going to fight for those 50, 50 balls, um, you know, when they're tossed up to them. And I think that that's something that we've been missing, you know, with our injuries and things like that, of bringing these guys in that uh, are lacking in experience. And I think that, that's a big thing is, is getting these guys some, some experience and, and just they're gonna have to develop trust and throwing that ball up and uh letting them go get it. And I think the other thing is like Brian was alluding to we need a uh we gotta have something explosive happen on our offensive line to to bring in our running game. Um because it is definitely it it's been missing since Chubb and Michelle have left. Let's just be honest. Even when we had Swift, it, it wasn't it wasn't what we had with Chubb and Michelle. And and I think the difference was was our offensive line. Um, you know, they open up the holes there that are necessary to bust off the big big runs. And they would get downfield and block, you know, five or ten more yards down the field to take out those linebackers and safeties that were coming up and and I think that's something that they, they're gonna to have to develop uh you know over the the course of the the year as it progresses and on into fall practice but I think that's uh that's kind of my points of, of where they need to develop the offense. Matt
2: so the thing is that we're getting to this area now where we are just spoiled okay we are super full when it comes to the, I mean, the past has always been, we're very defensive driven and we've been, yes, we've been, we've been our, you know, RBU forever because we haven't had the access to receivers and tight ends like we have now. Um, And so that's, I think why we've seen a little bit of, of the, you know, not not seeing so much production with our running backs running the ball is, is because we has, we have these guys like, you know, Bowers who you throw a, ten yard slant and he's gone for fifty yards. He's in, he's got a touchdown. You didn't need a running back. He did it for you. You know? And so we already had these 80 D who make or Arian Smiths who make these long catches and running for touch. You don't need the, the running back when you're doing those big explosive plays like that all the time. Like we had in the past. And so it's spreading around. I will give Munkin some accolades. He knows that he wasn't gonna do a lot of running with these running backs because they were really good the past game. I mean Cook was was so good the past game and that's the thing that they spread it around. That's what um that's what I think. You know, Macintosh is going to do for us this year. He's going to. He may have more r- passing yards. Than he may have rushing yards, because he's so good in the past. I mean, watch all those incredible circus catches he makes all year long, one handed catches. The time um, in the L- Alabama game, he caught the ball caught the ball like six times before he actually actually caught it. I mean, these guys, it's hard to spread that stuff around all, all the time. Um, so I mean, it's going to be. Uh, I think we'll see the running game pick up because we're going to see. Um, they're, they're, they know that we're we super heavy on, on on receivers, and so we're going to start seeing them cover more receivers. You know, how it is the run game is good, passing game opens up. Pass game's good, running game opens up. So uh, we'll we'll see that you know, back and forth throughout the year, and they'll do what they always do. They'll they'll do what they need to do to win the game. So if they know they got a team who can't stop the run. They'll play run heavy, and they'll you know they'll beat them. In the, they'll be in the run game, get the game over with, it, and get out of there. If they got a team who stops the run really well. They'll pass on them. They're going to keep moving around until they to, to beat those teams. So, you know, we don't need to analyze it too much where, oh my gosh, we're, we don't know who we are. We're passing in a running game because they're going to do what it takes to put the right players in the right position, which we had done in the past. In the past, we've just done the same old, same old, same old, no matter who we're playing. Now we're changing our game to beat each team yeah. versus just playing our game. We're, we're, we're playing to beat them or, you know, it was it you beat their offense with their, with their own offense and stuff like that. So I'm, yep. you know, I'm going to hold my reserve on the running backs just yet because um, I, I really think, uh, I think all three the the main three guys we saw, I think all of them are gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing, the uh, you know Robinson come in, in and see what he can do. But you know, freshmen are always fun, and exciting, especially the run, run, running game. But you got to build a block. If they miss blocks, that's a sack, man. That's right. So I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing what these three guys who have earned their time to come in and do. Yeah. Um, and then. And he'll and then Robinson will have his time. Trust me. He'll have his yeah. time coming up.
0: John Morgan said Kevin hit the nail on the head with the Chubb comment. And I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that.
2: Well those guys, those are, genera- I mean, those are generation guys. Look at I mean, yeah, we're probably never absolutely. gonna see you know two running backs like that at the same time at the University of Georgia, maybe ever again. Uh, we may, but I mean it's just gonna be it's gonna be hard pressed. I mean, look at that backfield we had then. We had him and Swift all back there. I mean, come on, that's that's just that's not even fair. Yep. And so you know you never know we'll see what's gonna happen in the future
0: well guys let's transition on uh as you know the georgia came out with a new jersey today uh going back retro and i, I love this little video so i thought i'd throw it in the show yeah i had people texting me today saying what's different about the jerseys i said it's not round numbers anymore they're blocked off oh i couldn't tell the difference i'm like oh i could tell the difference it's it's easy to tell the difference uh yeah I like these retro jerseys man i like the retro numbers on it uh it uh reminds me of the the uh two thousand years and uh so it's a lot of fun a lot of fun there.
2: I wonder why he didn't come out with the the, the, the forty seven the entire time what was up with the fifty?
0: I don't think we have a forty seven do we I mean, still, it's his number, man. I know. I don't understand why we didn't have one either, but because he wore he
2: wore fifty. I didn't know if fifty was supposed to be some significant reason that he wore the fifty number versus the. Four. I know he, when he removed when he his helmet off, they showed the forty-seven for a second, but I just didn't know what the significant was. Was
0: yeah. John Morgan says, "Love that they used Pollock." Yeah, I did too. And really, the GA fans know the difference in the jerseys, and I agree with that too. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, we had the uh, ring revealed th- this week, and uh, I-, I pulled that video down too.
1: When that's Pickens. He leaves his feet. And- oh my gosh! What a catch!
0: Slam on the brakes.
1: Oh, we got him. Channing Tindall. This pass and it's intercepted on the overthrow. Christopher Smith. Touchdown, Georgia. The Dogs take the lead. The sideline and it's intercepted. Touchdown! 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 Dogs are winners. A national championship. For a new generation of bulldogs
0: yeah, it's just unbelievable man, this ring is amazing uh seniors did a great job designing this thing got all the the uh all the bling all the uh the things that you would want on the ring uh, you know the the four pillars of what built the team and then of course the score uh, all the uh the accolades there. Um, and then I love the fact that it had the 41 years underneath, you know, inside, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, and I pulled down a few photos of that, but well, let's get into, uh, our schedule, man. Let's talk about it. Uh, I want to do throw it up there. Let's see. John Morgan sent me another comment. He says, I don't think anyone will ever beat those braids ring, but I love this one too. Yeah. I oh, have to disagree
3: with you. I like this one better than the Braves <laughs>
0: ring. Braves ring is a little bit gaudy, just a little
3: bit. <laughs> yeah, to, me, to me, this one beats the Braves ring. Uh, that's my just my personal preference. Um, I think they did a better job with it, but to each his own. Well,
0: let's talk about this uh, schedule, guys. Uh, uh, obviously, we start off with Oregon, Sanford, South Carolina, Kent State. Missouri uh, Missouri may be a little bit of a challenge for us when we get out there. Uh, I think Auburn's going to be fine. Vanderbilt's going to be fine. Florida, we're going to be fine. Uh, Tennessee may be a little bit of a challenge, and Mississippi State may be a little bit of a challenge, but I think those are going to be our, our biggest games to watch out for. What do you guys think?
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. I mean, yeah, I guess ones are going to be are, are going to be the Tennessee game. It may be Mississippi State, depending on where they're at. Um, if they're – they've been beating up all year long, and, uh, you know, they're running, running like four wins at that time, they'll be dangerous because they won't give a crap. They'll throw all kinds of stuff out there at us, and you just never know what's going to happen in a, a, a game like that. But I think Tennessee's going to be the biggest challenge because they got they got an offense, and you saw that last year's game. If we don't have good linebackers, which is my big – that's my theme until the, the season starts, is no linebackers. You don't have – Mass aggressive middle linebackers. who can going attack the quarterback and shoot the holes, shoot the gaps. We're going to struggle with that quarterback. in just my opinion. So Tennessee is going to be the biggest, the the biggest factor. But once again, we'll have a whole season of their offense to, to review and look at. And so I don't think the offense is going to be as um, as unpredictable and as efficient as they were last year because we're going to people are going to scheme their stuff out. This is how it works in SEC.
3: Yeah, I think my two games, is Tennessee and Kentucky. I think are well, the two that we're going to work out, look out for.
0: Hmm. Well, moving right along here, Florida Gators. Uh, Matt and I talked about this before the show started. Uh, I really believe that Utah is going to knock the Gators off game one. I think that that's going to be a, an easy win for them. Um, Gators might not go 500, guys. They might not go 500. <laughs> True Georgia fan is a Gator hater, I always say. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Pittsburgh is one I was looking out for, but Matt reminded me they lost their starting quarterback, but I still think playing at Pittsburgh is going to be a struggle for Tennessee. And then uh, Tennessee at South Carolina, I think by the time they get to that that time that, uh, game, that far into the schedule, I think South Carolina's going to be a lot better than what everybody thinks they're going to be. Um, so watch out for that game right there. Jump in anytime you guys want to throw in a comment here. Uh, so here is the South, South Carolina schedule. They play at Arkansas game two. That's a dangerous one, y'all. I'm going to tell you right now, playing uh, in Arkansas, uh, the second game of the season when you are... Dealing with a brand new quarterback and new system. I think that's going to be a struggle for for South Carolina. Um, I'm not,
2: of course. not buying not finding this to top of hype. Not doing it. I don't I don't care if you got whatever the heck his name is, Ratledge or whatever whatever his name is over there. He wasn't good with five star players. He's not gonna be good with three star players. Um, I just don't I'm not believing that they're gonna be better. I just don't see it. I don't see it recruiting, I don't see it they their field to play. They they yeah, were better. End of the season better because they played worse teams is how it is.
0: Kentucky, the one Kevin was watching out for, uh, they don't have much of a schedule here. They play at Ole Miss on October the 1st, and then uh, they play Mississippi State on October the 15th. Um, so – those uh, those games might be their most challenging games, other than playing us, of course. Uh, but uh, they they definitely, I, I think Kevin's right. They might be the number two team in the in the East here.
2: Like, like I said before, you know the SEC set it up that they that we're playing them late in the season because they want they, they they want you know that to be the big matchup. Who wins the East? You know they're hoping that they had this this little easy schedule. They'll be undefeated, or maybe one loss, maybe uh, you know, undefeated in um in conference play, and so will we. That'll be a big time game for them, and we'll you know that's, that's that's gonna be the big, the big push for the SEC.
0: And then of course the Missouri schedule here, uh, not a lot to talk about there either. They do play Auburn, uh, their fourth game, um, but I don't expect Auburn to be very very good this year either. Um, of course it's you know, they their last game is is at Arkansas. If Arkansas can stay healthy, that that'll be a heck of a game to watch there. Uh, the last game of the of the season. So, but in the West, uh, Auburn plays Mercer game one, and I honestly believe this might be an upset. I think <laughs> I really honestly do. Uh, if if I'm right, y'all just I need to start playing Vegas because. Uh, I, I would have picked a, picked a good one to watch, but this is the one I think is uh, going to be an interesting one. This one and Penn State, I uh, think that they could, uh, Auburn could lose two of their first four home games uh, right away. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, who else in the SEC gets to play five home games back to back to back?
2: Five straight home games.
0: Somebody yeah. is I money mean, like some. under the table, my friend. Yeah, that's crazy. It's ridiculous
3: ridiculous. I think you're right, though. Mercer may go out there and upset them, man. Mercer's got a pretty decent team, and they, they're going to have a, a lot of uh, experienced guys coming back this year. Yep. Yep. This is uh, that coach's third year,
0: chronic, mm-hmm. his third year with the program. They'll be ready. Mississippi State, um, nothing really much to talk about there. Uh, they do play at Arizona. That that could be a game that uh, could bite them. Um, Oops, and uh, other than that, I don't see anything that's concerning on the on the schedule. Other than you know the normals playing Alabama and and uh, and Arkansas and us, so uh, we'll be ready by November twelfth, though. And then A uh, and M, they play Miami week three, and then they play Arkansas uh, week four. Uh, Does Arkansas beat them again?
3: Yep. I think they might. Sam Pittman's Mm -hmm. gonna have them boys ready to play. KJ
0: Jefferson's coming back. Is he think Matt? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I think Texas A&M is the most overrated team in the country. They are. They. They just. They. Yes. They recruit. They. They got great recruits coming this year, but that's not going to be anything sustainable. They. They lost their quarter. They don't have a quarterback. They just, you know, he's not a great coach. I'm sorry. He's done nothing to deserve the money he's got. He's done nothing to deserve any kind of accolades. So, sorry. They're the the underachievers with the the biggest bill.
0: (laughs) Oh. What happened to my puck? Well, I lost my my slideshow there. Sorry, guys. Uh, Let's try it again. All right, can y'all see it now? Yes. All right, good deal. So that was not the one I was wanting to show. That was, that was it. Oh mess. Yeah. So Troy, Central Arkansas at Georgia Tech. So that one's going to be interesting. See how bad they beat Georgia Tech. Oh, uh, you're not throwing them. Oh, yeah. Um, Kentucky um, at home uh, at Vanderbilt. And then uh, the rest of the... Uh, the normals there at the end of the schedule. Who's the quarterback for
2: Miss?
0: I don't know yet. I don't know Do not know yet. And then, of course, the old Crimson Tide got the easiest schedule they could ever write up. They Utah State. The West, They're playing at Texas, but, I mean, that's going to be a blowout.
3: They're playing at Arkansas. Arkansas. I'm telling y'all, don't overlook Arkansas travel, this year.
0: They're travel to Texas.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, Texas will be a trash dump, but it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the thing about life. Alabama is that, that <laughs> they they don't have their star receivers this year, and I don't know that Burton's going to stand up and be their star receiver. I really don't think he can carry the load like Jam- that. Uh, Jameson Williams and Mechie did. I really don't. And who else do they have? Nobody. I'm telling you.
2: Showed up in the National Championship game. They don't have anybody.
0: Bryce yep. Young don't look all that great when you don't have Mechie and Williams on the field. you got
2: wide open receivers.
0: Yep. Well, any final thoughts, guys?
3: Was I think good. it's a long time till uh, the start of the season.
0: Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> Heck yeah, it is. Way too long.
2: Well, we had that stint, you know, now between now and and, and summer practice stuff starts happening. In summer, so you know, this is a good little. This is like I said. Like I said in the beginning, the spring game is for the is for the fans. It's for us to get some of to talk about something for us to, to you know sit around and drink some coffee or some beers and over a campfire and talk about in you know, the upcoming season and give us something to look forward to um, between the seasons. And so, I mean, that's, I, mean I enjoy it. That's what we, it was about. So I'm excited.
0: And like I said, it's going to be a long haul until August for sure. Well, we got to get to 85 scholarship players. And I think my last count, we were at 88. So I don't know who's going to jump in the portal, but I'm sure we're going to start seeing some guys in the next few weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm maybe sure. One, of it. Maybe one of quarterbacks.
0: I hope not. <laughs> Neither do I, why, but
2: not. that's one thing you gotta say. Hey, at any time 'cause can get hurt at any time, who's gonna be the next guy up? Uh,
3: I, I think Beck would be you know, it's gonna be fine. It, it's gonna be Beck. Beck's your number two. Without a doubt.
2: We'll see. We and that's merit though, we thought Beck was number oh, two last know. year. Edson jumped from three to three to one real fast, didn't he? Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Beck's your number two, without a Just doubt. Saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just uh, there, saying. There's a lot of work that Vandergriff still has to do to get get command of the offense. He he was missing people out of position, wasn't calling them out on, on it, wasn't getting them in position. The coach still having to point that out. A lot of things that that uh, Vandergriff still got to work on before he gets to that that number two spot. Love the kid, big dude, strong arm. He ain't the number two yet.
2: He's scared to get hit. I think is scared to get hit. I think that's maybe. why he throws in. I think he's scared to get hit. He does the ball too early sometimes.
3: Well, any final thoughts, Kevin? Mm, I think I gave him. Okay, Matt.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just happy that um, got to meet some some of our uh, Mill George Dog Pound uh, members out there in the game. I hope we can do this again. Hope we can do something over the summer. Maybe get together and do some another you know, grill out or something and just you know, have some meet and greet time. Uh, we always see the comments and people communicating on Facebook and, and it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great access and tool to use, but you, you can't, you can't, you can't be a substitute for one-on-one contact, you know, in person talking and shaking hands and, and sharing some food. That's just something that that's uh, never going to go away and be a passion for me. So uh, we'll, we'll plan for something in the future. Hopefully the summer get together uh, make it a big deal, and hopefully see some, some new faces in person, and get some um, more good conversations.
3: Good deal, guys. Good deal. Well,
0: it is that time again. Enjoyed another G Day with you guys. Uh, I've said it before the G Day game, and I'll say it again. I am stress free, worry free. We're going down a road that we've never gone down before. Uh, there's no what-ifs anymore guys and uh, we are national champions and we're going to continue to push this thing forward and we've turned a page and in 2022 it's going to be our season again we're going to be there and fighting for that natty one more time so right. from kevin matt i'm brian go dogs go dogs